build compelling real-time apps quickly and scale them globally with the PubNub real-time network. Only PubNub delivers the core building blocks needed for any real-time application. Find out for yourself by signing up for free today. Visit PubNub.com. Welcome to This Week in Location-Based Marketing, the most trusted podcast dedicated to the new business of location. is time for this week in location-based marketing this is episode number 149 we're recording this live friday september 27th 2013 my name is rob woodbridge from untether.tv located in ottawa ontario canada with me from a familiar place yes would you call that home asif this is home this is toronto uh it's it's asif khan from the location-based marketing association and man am i glad to be home it's been a crazy week like four cities in four days uh all over the place but yeah i'm exhausted i'm home and ready to bang out another good show you know not only not just four cities in four places or four days it's like i mean i can go from like ottawa to renfrew to carlton place in four days but i mean you're talking about like san francisco, ottawa, san francisco bam, bam scottsdale arizona oh my <laughs> god yeah. Yeah, so yeah. kudos to that, I think. Yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy guy. Well, we've Insane. got it. I'm done. I'm not doing that again. I'm no, I wouldn't. Doing it again. I wouldn't yeah. do that again. It sounded like fun, though. Um, so we'll eventually get a wrap of that. I know you're you're exhausted. Yeah. But it's I, fun I, being there. It's fun being there? Well, it's fun meeting new people and connecting, but it's not fun, you know, being, you know crazy travel. Well, that's why we need uh, we need like a teleportation. We need space travel exactly. or something like that. I'm all about that. Or, or you know, Virgin, you know, Virgin, you know, you know like where they want to like fly us into just you know suborbit, suborbit, and come back down. I yeah. can take that. Like I can take a two-hour flight yeah. to Shanghai. That, that works for me. Because it's like 40 <laughs> minutes to uh, San Francisco. That'd be perfect. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my God. Yeah, the risks are high. Well, we've got a jam show. Um, I know you want to uh, talk about an event that or two events that are coming up, one in New York City, one in Toronto. Why don't we touch there and then we're just going to cruise through the six stories, Mobile Minute, App of the Week, a great guest. So start with the events that are coming up, Asif. Yeah, so these are just uh, this, this coming week here. So on October the 2nd, that's Wednesday in New York City in the evening. Uh, it's like six to uh, nine-ish. And uh, AT&T AdWorks is hosting it at their uh, wonderful uh, lab facility in, in, in New York, uh, near Times Square. And so we're going to be there, uh, and we're talking about kind of retail and fashion and location and how all the things come together. So we've got, like, uh, speakers from Place IQ, from Cha-Cha, from Ralph Lauren, from uh, the New York Jets uh, on the panel. So it's, it's going to be kind of cool. So, uh, you know. And, you know, the if you're Jets fan alone, you should come out, right? I think. You know, I was going to say the Jets that, for yeah. fashion. Is that what they're there for? Well, merchandising, yeah, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, but uh, yeah, so that's New York uh, Wednesday, October the second uh, in the evening. Uh, it's all on the site. You can check it out there. And then the following evening, back in Toronto, because we're having our Toronto chapter event, and this one's a little different. This one is about um, looking at that kind of mashup between digital signage. NFC and mobile and how all those things are coming together. So, uh, you know, some of those companies that we've had on here, like recently, like TacTrack and, and uh, you know, uh, the Western Expressions guys with the Linkit and, you know, some of that kind of stuff will be uh, will be part of that discussion. So it'll be uh, it'll be an interesting evening as well, and that's being held at Edelman uh, Ad Agency in Toronto. What's the date again? So Make sure they know the date. The, that's the third. Okay. That's October 3rd. Yes. October 3rd. Yeah. 
So if you can make it out to that, please do. Um, I know for those folks that are listening in New York City, you should definitely go to this event. Um, take fashion advice from a guy wearing a Toronto Blue Jays shirt and me wearing a plaid shirt hey. on the screen. Hey, 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 hey. It's the final weekend of the season right here. You might as well so, say it's the final weekend of baseball in Toronto. That is true. That <laughs> is true. We are, we are out, but we can play spoiler right now and prevent the Tampa Bay Rays from making it. Just yes. like my Yankees did over the weekend. Yeah. They bowed down to the uh, mighty Tampa Bay. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, in honor of that final series, you know, for, for the Jays this weekend, I'm wearing the shirt. Well, I can't even think about it. I'm disgusted by the Yankees right now. Totally. <laughs> We're in the same boat. I mean, it doesn't matter if you finish last. The season, they were too old. You know, yeah. Ours just didn't perform. Yours are just too old. Yes. So yeah. Underperforming or old age. I don't know which is. I don't know which, which is. Which is worse. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But at I least, know. you know, for the old guys, there's Viagra. So maybe they can, you know, for the underperformers, yeah. you're just underperforming. I don't know where we're going here. All right. All right. Let's, let's, be, let's get everyone. Yeah, let's uh, let's jump right into this. Let's talk about this app. Uh, I, I have a video here. I'm going to roll right now. This is your selection for the week. It's something called Stick and Find. Let's watch the video, and then I want to hear what you like about this, what you don't like about this. Stick and Find, folks. ...stuff all the time. So we thought, why not design an ultra-small, Bluetooth-connected sticker that you can stick on any device, person, or animal so that you can easily find them. So we came up with Stick and Find. Stick and Find is an ultra-small sticker with built-in Bluetooth low energy, with a range of 100 feet, about the size of a U.S. quarter, and with a battery life that lasts about a year. The Stick and Find can be paged, producing both sound and light, helping you find things easily, even in the dark. You can stick it anywhere, like your TV remote control, for instance, so you can always find it when it gets lost. You can stick it on your keys, your dog or cat's collar, or you can even stick it on your kids' shoes or backpacks to monitor where they are in a store or on a playground. We've made an amazing app for Stick and Find, with tons of features. The first feature is a radar screen that will display all your devices in a familiar radar-like screen. Now since we base the measurement on signal strength, we don't actually know what the direction is to look, but we report the approximate distance of the Stick and Find to your phone as you walk around, making it easy to locate. You just start walking in any direction, and you'll see if the stick and find gets closer or farther away. You can also tap the icon representing the sticker on the radar screen and command it to buzz, flash the lights, or do both. Then we have the virtual leash feature. This allows you to create a virtual leash on a sticker so that if that sticker moves farther away than the approximate distance selected from your phone, you'll receive an alert on the phone. You can even select different types of alarms for different stickers. We also made the find it feature. Say you're looking for a missing sticker that your phone can't find since it's not in range. Once that sticker does come into range, your phone will alert you. You could stick a stick and find on your luggage. When all the suitcases start coming off of the conveyor belt, you can sit down and wait. Once your suitcase is within range, your phone will alert you. You can get up and take your luggage. That was Stick and Find, Asif. App of the Week, why'd you choose this one? Well, you know, I just thought it was kind of quirky and cool, uh, you know, the idea. I mean, these guys have been at, in, in the in the sticker uh, business for a while, and so now they've launched this kind of mobile app that can kind of complement that, where you can basically tag anything, and, you know, your keys, your dog, your whatever you want. Lipstick. Uh, yep. You know, and through the mobile app and, and using location-based services, we can track these things. So, you know, very simple, very, you know, you know the utility of that is there. Uh, and you can pull up a map and see where your stuff is uh, on a map, uh, which is, you know, interesting. Um, and the other thing that I thought was kind of cool with this is that it's, like, multilingual. Like, it supports, like, every language you can think of, apparently. Like, English, Dutch, <laughs> German, Hebrew, uh, Japanese, everything. I mean, like, this is, like, yeah. So it's, uh, you know, it's not limited to uh, English-only, uh, you know, applications. So you can, you can do this in whatever language you want. So kind of cool. 
It's a pretty uh, nifty use of location. And uh, certainly this, uh, there are a lot of companies that I've seen that are doing this, um, but it's always the interface and how effective it is. And the moment you think you lose your keys and this application helps you find your keys with the sticker and the app combination. Eh, yeah. You are find your key, you know, whatever. Yeah. So they're 25 bucks each. Uh, if you want to stick them, they're $49 for two of them. And uh, you can find them at sticknfind. That's sticknfind.com. Awesome. Very cool. All right, I got a mobile minute. Chuck Martin and I sat down last week to talk about photo search replacing text search. This is huge when it comes to a retail, simply because when you start to think about um, everybody who is using uh, retail locations as their shopping catalog, now they're going and taking photos of products and not just even going to the web, but going somewhere else to find this product. So take a look at what uh, Chuck talks about when it comes to photo search replacing text search. Welcome back to another episode of A Mobile Minute. In a perfect example of how fluid the decision-making process is in how we find things to buy, now there's complaints against text shopping. <laughs> well, we, we've talked in the past about how luxury buyers are, are moving to mobile in a, in a really big way um, in terms of the research, but they're going to the physical store. Uh, but there's now a new survey out of the UK by Redshift Research for a company called WeSee. And they found that, that three quarters of UK consumers consider traditional text-based search as not, not good enough, basically, for helping them find things online. Uh, and, and basically, kind of a new twist on showrooming, 40% of, of consumers, 18 to 34, they're taking mobile photos of a specific item in a store so they can buy it online when they get home. So there's the photo influence uh, in terms of, of, of texting and sharing information. And they're, they're basically using visual cues, essentially. How are retailers supposed to really understand what's going to motivate a shopper now that there are so many different ways and so many different paths to the purchase? Uh, retailers need to participate. They need to become advocates for the shopper. Right now, they're they're basically kind of the the adversary of the shopper in many cases, where they're trying to sell what what they want to sell, as opposed to having a consumer uh, help them buy what they're looking to buy. And once they get over that mindset, they they really can do really well. And that's what mobile is going to cause them to do. Another great episode right there, a mobile minute from Chuck Martin. If you are interested in subscribing to that, you can just go to untether.tv and click on one of the mobile minutes and you can subscribe just to everyone. They come five days a week. I don't know. That's value. Five days a week for free. They're two minutes at the most. Yeah. You know, you should do it. Everybody should be subscribing to that. These Everybody. All nuggets, seven of you. Nuggets of glory. Yes. Marketing Very quick to digest. Right there. Yes. So, yeah, we appreciate Chuck uh, doing this and letting us use uh, these clips uh, on This Week in Location-Based Marketing. All right. That was that was just the preamble for the show. So if you've already found value, don't turn yeah. it off. We've got six exactly. great stories that are coming up right now. Um, the first here, we're going to kick it off. Uh, I, I know Lawrence. I interviewed uh, Lawrence like years ago, maybe three years ago for Untether.tv, back when uh, Double Dutch was a completely different company. And since then, I think they've done literally and you know i don't use pivot in a light term but i think they've done like three pivots since then and they've just raised a ton of money yeah they just raised 10 million bucks it's a series c for them uh coming from uh part uh byron dieter who's part of bessemer ventures um i'm not sure if any of the previous uh guys in the a and b rounds participated in this but you know 10 million bucks is a lot of money and the key to this uh transaction is that you know, Double Dutch, one of the things I've always appreciated about Double Dutch, and Lawrence is just a phenomenal guy. I've met him quite a few times uh, you know, at events and chatted. 
you know, about, about things. And what I've always liked about them is they're laser focused on, you know, uh, the B2B applications of location. So, you know, tying in with, you know, Salesforce and things like that, you know, along the way and not focusing on, you know, the consumer marketing stuff uh, that everybody else was chasing. So what's interesting here is, is they kind of have two, two products going on here, uh, you know, up until this funding comes in. So they have something called the Hive, uh, which is a, a Salesforce dependent application. It's been running for a while, and, and you know, pretty pretty good user base on that. You know, some 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 happy customers on that kind of thing uh, that are paying for it. But as part of this transaction, they've decided to shut that down uh, completely um, and focus on on you know the core business. Uh, you know, which is you know building B two B event based management stuff. That's huge, really. Simply because uh, you know. What we talk about quite often is is building your own IP and and uh, and not yeah. being so reliant on somebody else's technology or somebody else's data or somebody else's intellectual property and and um, well here's somebody Lawrence doing just that and focusing on where yeah. where the value accrues faster right and and in in their own stuff in their own platform yeah the worst thing that can happen to you is is you, you have a platform that's completely reliant on Salesforce like Hive is and Salesforce either says look hey we can do that better We're, we'll build our own and, and just kill you and dwarf you. Exactly. Or they cut you off, like yeah. you know, they just shut down the APIs and say, no, no, you're done. Like Twitter's done, like LinkedIn's done, you know, and others have done, and, and you're finished, right? Like so, either way, this to me is a super smart decision to say, look, you know, we're not going to be dependent on somebody else. We're going to build our own IP, uh, and we're we're going to make sure that we have something that that we own that's valuable, and you know, the investors uh, you know, can, can can take some uh, you know, certainty in. Yes. Well, Double Dutch, if you go to doubledutch.me, you'll find some more information about what these guys are doing. $10 million. I'm going to get Lawrence back on because the last time we talked about, uh, it's been three years and it's time to get yeah. him on as a guest. So, uh, Lawrence, if you're listening to this, I'm coming for you. I'm going to get you. There you go. All right. Uh, congratulations, guys. That's great. Um, that's great. Second story here is, uh, oh, you know, on a day like today in Ottawa today, it was 23 degrees, 24 degrees, nice fall day, crisp in the morning, hot during the day. Could I ever use a good old Stella? And boy, oh boy, am I ever glad? Hey, there's an app for that. I know you would be surprised if there wasn't. But here is something that they've created called, uh, what is it, Le Bar Guide. Guide, which yeah. is a, a Stella branded application that uses location and augmented reality to, to do a bunch of things. But the first, of course, is to find a bar where you are or around you that is selling Stella. And then there's a whole bunch of other things if uh, you know if you want to get a cab and those kind of things. But I think the big thing here is that if you're a Stella lover, boy, oh, this is this is the app for you. I'm going to roll a video here. We're going to come back and have yeah. a discussion about this. So this is Stella's Labar Guide. As a Stella Artois beer connoisseur, you're going to love this. The new Labar Guide Augmented Reality iPhone app. Just tap the golden chalice to begin. Instantly, it locks onto your location. You can view bars close to you, get directions, see recent locations, grab a taxi, or even search by zip code. Just click on Bars Near Me. The Augmented Reality feature pops up in your view. You'll see markers indicating the bars that serve Stella Artois, as well as distances. It appears there are tons of bars serving Stella Artois in the area. Or switch to the list view. Here you can get bar info, ratings, reviews. What if you're out of the country and want a nice cold Stella Artois? No problem. Just choose the country you're in, and before you can say Liechtenstein, a list of places that serve yeah, You know, I, 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 I like this. I like the concept. I love that they're going out and doing this with augmented reality. I love that they're, you know, putting a location onto it. 
it's just like that it, it's it's just a stella app yeah. you know what i mean like it's too limiting for me to be able to use it and, and i think that they they had this great idea to do an augmented reality play and they find a bar that sells stella and i like that idea but then it seems like they just started adding features in it to 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 see if they could get people to use it like find a cab and do all that kind of stuff and mm -hmm. so this kind of stuff not not so sold on this and this is one of these apps that while i like stella i'm probably not going to download that ever yeah, I'm not sure I would do it either. Um, you, you know, I, I think there, you know, there's there's two things that I'm concerned about with this. You know, the first is is that you know to what we just said about you know Lawrence's company, Double Dutch. You know, this is pulling data in from Foursquare and Yelp and all these other third-party services uh, to help them help the users of this app figure out you know where these bars are. Um, you know, from a location perspective. So they're relying on that, you know, that third-party data, which you sort of have to do when you're still because you don't have your own, you know, location database. Which is crazy to me. So, so I get that, um, um, you know, and so I, I think there's not enough emphasis here for me on actually creating your own content. So the one thing that's in here that I saw, um, you know, and I'm sure I, you, know, you can take photos and drinking your Stella and all that kind of stuff. I'm sure, but the one thing that, that jumped out at me here is they have a, a rating system, so you can actually verify whether the bartender at the bar that you're at has actually poured the Stella properly with the, the, the nine-step process that they have for you know, how you should be pouring Stella. Yeah. So, you know, that, you know, so, so that's generating their own content in the app, but, you know, is that enough? Like, I don't think so, right? So that, you know, that's one of my concerns about this. But, you know, I love when beer companies jump on this stuff and say, hey, you know, we're ready to go and, and we want to make, uh, you know, we want to engage with our fans and, and we want to help them, you know, consume more Stella. Well, I mean, I love, it's, I love it's, it's a great beer. I mean, who wouldn't want it? I, I love my Stella, but it's, uh, yeah, exactly. I, it's too limiting. It's too limiting. But maybe, I, I don't even know what the nine steps are to pour a good Stella. And I don't really give a damn as long as it tastes good. It's not flat and, uh, you know, it's it's cold, right? Um, yeah, but, but, but Rob, if you pour it right, right, the taste is, is going to be there. Yeah. That's, that's the whole point. Yeah, I know. Right? But I'm often not that's sitting in front of the you know, have you seen have you seen these these, these Stella commercials that yeah. are lately, where like you know, with the, with, like the crafting that goes into that glass and or the chalice or whatever they call it, uh, and all of that, right? I mean, that's the Stella thing, right? And it's got to be poured properly. So, but that's that part of this is for the super Stella drinker who is like addicted to the brand and like you know wears the t-shirt and the hat and you know <laughs> has you know steals the chalices from the bars and brings them home. That's who this is for. Drinks which alone, is probably, you know, like. One one hundredth percent of the population. Well, here, so, so here's this. This is the biggest challenge I think, based on all of this, this conversation. And I just came up with this spur of the moment, right? Because uh, that's how we do these things. Is that I think the biggest challenge is that Stella is trying to craft a brand around craft, right? Around yes. the process and the richness and the taste and the way that you have to pour it. And then they put a piece of shit app out that that is not even their own data that isn't their own stuff that doesn't really have that kind of craft that goes into their beer and the way you pour a beer if they pay attention to the nine steps of pouring a beer that make the beer taste good yeah. this app pales in comparison to that and i think that it's there's a disconnect between the brand yeah, stella I think that's a fair, I think that's and the a app I so completely agree. It, and, and just calling it labar guide uh again rubs me the wrong way all of a sudden yeah. now i'm like so they've used location and augmented reality but they've done the brand a disservice. And this is a perfect example of what the power that mobile has and how quickly, look, in the span of three minutes, how 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 it can turn on you as a as a brand. And now I'm I'm angry that Stella put their name to this. <laughs> Damn. Yeah.
right. So if you're interested in that, it's called Labar Guy. You know what? I'm still going to drink it. Oh, yeah. My I'm mouth is watering right now. I'm going to take a break. I love that beer. Yeah. Mm. So I was at an event yesterday here in Toronto, speaking at an event, uh, the an interior design uh, and store design show. And at the end of the day, they have like, you know, the, the networking stuff and, and they, uh, they start serving the wine and the beer. And I go, I go up there and there's, there's two choices of beer. And I'm like, Corona oh, yeah. and Molson X. I'm like, what? I've never seen Molson X at any corporate event anywhere in my life in wow. Canada. Like, who serves Molson X? And I'm like, you know, like I drank that when I was, you know, like, you know, 19. Younger. Yes. Yeah, and fifty. Like when you, when you didn't know what Sick. a real beer tastes oh, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, but yeah, yeah I mean, like, Molson yeah. X. So, anyways, Corona. Yeah, Stella. Stella's a great beer, man. Just gotta have a better app. Mm, stop. My mouth is. Why do you need that beer? Yeah. It's Friday. All right. All right. On to the third story. Before I actually, uh, yeah, I need to race out and grab one. Um, uh, so, uh, Word Logic Reach. The launch of Word Logic Reach. Uh, this yeah. sounds interesting, Zeev. Yeah, I, I like this. This is, uh, I think this is coming out of Canada, out of Vancouver, um, from what I can tell. Uh, and this is a company that basically builds technologies uh, and, you know, basically, you know, racks up the patents and then tries to find ways to monetize these things. Love it. Uh, um, you know, yeah, it's, it's a good business to be in if you can make it work. So what they've developed, which is really interesting, is they've developed a method for uh, keystroke tracking on a mobile device. Um, so they can, you know, they can infer contextual uh, content and, and intent and, and a bunch of things and location and all of that. So the idea being is that you don't have to just go, you don't have to launch a Google search engine or a map or whatever based on what you're just keying in on things. They can, you know, automatically pop up what they think you're looking for. So kind of like predictive, you know, uh, response based on keystroke analysis. And, and so they own all these patents around this kind of stuff. It's really cool. And so all about location uh, as well. Um, so, like, you know, you're typing in stuff, and, and, and based on that, it knows your, where the device is, it knows what you're typing in, and it's surfacing location-based content on, on that basis. So, uh, and all in a nice, interesting, anonymous way. So, they, they, you know, they, they're not tracking you, they're just tracking what you're saying. Yeah. Yes. And trying to put relevance around it. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. neat. It is pretty neat. Uh, and so, they're, they're trying to license this to a bunch of carriers and, and the, the device makers and, and all that. What do you think would be a good application of something like this? Who, who do you think would, would, would want something like this? Uh, I think this is an Apple thing. Oh, like an yeah, enhancement to Siri kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, I think this is an Apple kind of thing. Oh. Yeah. Word yeah. logic. Or, you know, or Microsoft will just, you know, they don't have a Siri, so, you know, they need something. They absolutely they, they need something. Nokia. So they need something. They got Nokia, no uh, Siri though. Yeah, but for me, this is—it's a device, uh, you know, manufactured play. Yeah, like so it's, it's, yeah, device. embedded on embedded on device. device yeah. Yeah. yeah, really neat. So if you're interested in that, go to wordlogic.com and then uh, you'll find the uh, the reach as a as an option under the products. Wicked. Yeah. All right, three stories down. Uh, I want to introduce our guest. His name is Cree Lawson. He's the founder and CEO of a company called Arrivalist. That's A-R-R-I-V-A-L-I-S-T.com. They actually came up and, and uh, did a really high-level approach on location and marketing um, based on your location. And they created something called Attribution Analytics, which is basically what uh, who gets credit or what gets credit for bringing a uh, tourist into a tourist location. They've helped uh, the Atlantic City Convention and Visitor Authority uh, right after Hurricane Sandy to actually help uh, you know uh, bring tourists back and and 
not just bring tourists back, but assess where tourists were coming from and assess right. their marketing from across the United States about what was impacting who coming in there. There's another piece of this technology which is fascinating is that they have a, a piece of technology uh, the, that uh, it's called connected traveler ads, which basically delivers different ad experiences through ad networks, obviously to tourists versus natives, right? So uh, you don't want to waste your money on the natives if you're trying to draw tourists. But this was a fascinating episode that will be live in a couple of weeks on untether.tv. But this is a little, cl a little clip of, of him talking about the impact, the importance of location in your marketing mix. Awesome, and like uh, the implications for tourism and the hotel industry and I mean, so many, so many great places you can use it. Well, it just, it's, it's yeah. amazing technology, it's so simple. And I kept on asking him, I said, surely, other people have done this and he's like that's what we were like so they, it's a patent technology it's patented yeah. uh, this whole concept around uh, around geotargeting based on whether you're a tourist or a uh, a native so this is just totally. a small clip and if you're fascinated by this you'll be fascinated by the entire episode which will be up in a couple of weeks here's Cree Lawson the founder and CEO of Arrivalist right now Arrivalist helping companies drive foot traffic into their spots or can can we do that you, um, the quick answer is yes. And yes. As usual, we're not taking a traditional approach Good. Uh, to answering this. Uh, I think everybody else starts straight corner and cash and go uh, straight corner and credit cards and goes upward. We're looking at this from marketplace and driving downward. Um, so our approach to this, I would like to say, is solely our vision, but it's not. So we're talking to someone like Atlantic City. Atlantic City has two objectives, um, um, if I summarize them as getting people to Atlantic City, encouraging those people to spend with local merchants, right. uh, because travelers in market spend more than $1,000 per visit to Atlantic City. So they fulfill those two goals, and it was Atlantic City who came to us and said, can you deliver a message to someone who's in our market but not from our market? Uh. That, and that was the million-dollar question. Uh, how do you tell? Because they're currently buying ads in the tourist district. And in the tourist district, you get a lot of people, but they're still 90% locals. Right. So it's 90% wasted ads. So we built, a we built our technology, modified it to meet Atlantic City's needs and a few others, to, delay, uh, to deliver messages to people based on the market they're in, but not the market they're from, and we call these connected traveler ads. How do you, so, how do, you do that without giving away your patents and the back end? But, but you know, because when I come from Canada, um, mm -hmm. maybe there's a signature on my, my phone, but uh, you know, I just log on to the AT&T network and now I'm part of America. Right. Just right. paying a whole lot more money for my connectivity. <laughs> That's right. Um, so we use uh, an anonymous location profile. And we, um, we can tell if you've been exposed to Atlantic City ad and you arrive in Atlantic City, it's no problem, you know. And the ads will appear on either Atlantic City's website or other websites that they're, they're su supplying banner ads for? Is that, is that all it takes? In many cases, we can deliver ads to uh, any website that the user is accessing on mobile web while they're in the market. Okay. And it's been really interesting to see which websites people utilize while they're, <laughs> while they're traveling. Is that a whole different story, right? Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a whole different story. The yeah, inhibitions so. fly out the window at that point, right? We're on vacation. 
<laughs> no, I've actually been depressed by how many video game websites people you know, really travel. <laughs> oh, wow, bad habits stay hard. But that's not what I was expecting. Anyway, it's, it's better. This entire thing has been data that's not what you're expecting. But for Atlantic City, we and credit to them. They said. Once the user's here, we want to drive them to our customers, and we want to drive them to our not-for-profit attractions. So they bring out something like Lucy the Elephant, which is very popular with Europeans, less popular among domestic travel. Um, but Lucy, the original pink elephant, um, they ran ads for it. And it's a low cost of admission. It's not, it's not expensive to get in, but it's the type of thing that if you're walking by, you might say, oh, I'd like to see that. So we developed uh, connected traveler ads and ran them for Lucy the Elephant in Atlantic City, targeting people both on laptops and on business center machines when they log in and on their mobile device. And what, 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 were you targeting websites? I mean, what exactly were you, what were you putting these ads into? Um, mobile web. Mobile web and so, just like uh, you were just spreading the money across a bunch of mobile websites or was it Atlantic City website? I mean... We were targeting customers that we knew were in Atlantic City but did not live in Atlantic City. And just through ad, other ad networks, right? Through, uh, through data-driven exchanges, actually. Okay. Mobile, okay. mobile ad networks. Mobile ad networks, yeah. Mobile ad exchanges. Yep. And we saw, we've seen upwards, 1.5% and upwards click-through rate on mobile devices um, when we deliver an ad within a set proximity of, say, Lucy the Elephant. Is the example I'll use, but okay. Atlantic City pulled in like eight partners, and anecdotally, we're hearing that the partners had more coupon redemptions as a result of the of these ads being delivered in the market. And uh, so, um, we designed this as kind of a B two B enterprise, but consumers seem to be reacting um, to these uh, to these local ads. Um, and you know, there's some. And some consumer data to suggest that while traveling, consumers are more likely to try something new, more open to the power of suggestion. That is Cree Lawson, the founder and CEO of Arrivalist. If you're interested, go to arrivalist.com and come back to untethered.tv in a couple of weeks or sign up for my mailing list and you'll get this in your inbox when the entire episode is live. That's a sneak preview. I actually recorded that the same day because I'm wearing the same shirt. Yeah, exactly. So thanks, uh, Cree, for doing that. I appreciate you coming on and letting us use that clip. And if you're listening, hi, Cree. I really had an amazing time with the conversation this afternoon. So Cree Lawson. Back at her. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, so yeah, our next story uh, is about uh, our good friends over at Millennial Media. Uh, you know, we seem to be talking about these guys quite often lately because they're busy. Uh, you know, they, they acquired Jump Tap a while ago and got a whole bunch of uh, you know, networks through that. But this story I'm really excited about because you know how much I love analytics and data and, and you know, how all those things come together. And you know, the agencies and the media buyers and the brands that, that, that I work with, you know, they're, they, they want, they're hungry for more metrics and for more data around you know, proving that location uh, is working. And so Millennial this week announced that they've partnered with Placed and Newstar. And Placed we just talked about like a couple weeks ago, yep. I think, right? Yep. And Newstar, uh, and really we've talked about them for a while. But anyways, uh, so they're rolling out, uh, Millennials rolling out a new set of analytics tools. Uh, it's all about kind of proving the exposure uh, from a mobile campaign, you know, and what it, does it actually result in offline shopping. Um, and 
you know, and trying to make that connectivity, not unlike, you know, what we saw with Place IQ and their PVR experiments uh, in some respect, but they're, in this case, they're, they're working with Place and, and Newstar to achieve this. So on the Place side, it's, um, you know, their, their Place has a thing that we talked about called the uh, attribution platform, uh, and they've got this panel uh, out there that they've built like 100,000 people who are opted in users and tracking the behavior of those people. So they're taking that panel and combining it with the millennial media uh, mobile piece to, you know, make those things come together. Uh, and then on the uh, the Newstar side, it's a little bit different. So uh, in this case, it, it's Newstar is helping them then not only see did somebody actually go to the store after they saw the mobile ad, but what was the actual transaction value? So Newstar provide credit card uh, spend at the retail outlet, uh, resulting from the mobile campaign. So when you tie all those things together, now we're starting to get a nice little ecosystem around being able to properly measure what's going on, you know, from this perspective. So uh, and, and Newstar's got like 119 million people are in their in the U.S. database, so they got a lot of data. That, see, now you're starting to get a bigger picture, right? Um, yeah. You know, from digital into real and, and tangible data that comes from this is uh, can be acted upon. And mm -hmm. I think that, I, you know, a rivalist, that's that's their whole thing as well, is to try to try to bring the real world impact of, of advertising yeah. and marketing and branding into dollar figure. And I think that that's this. We're getting there, man. Slowly. We are getting there. We are getting there, yeah. So, and this is part of the stuff we'll be talking about at the New York event as well. You know, Place IQ will be there. The millennial guys, I think, will show up as well. So, you know, I think we'll have some good discussion uh, around you know the, the need for better metrics and measurement and performance uh, analysis around this stuff. So, great stuff here from Millennial. You know, it's funny because this is this is a precursor to everything, right? Like when when you when you find a uh, you know, Cree said it very well in this in this interview that this episode that I did with him is that he talked about this this challenge out there, which is most people are fighting a, a battle that isn't worth fighting, right? So you you see all these guys that are in the payment space, for example, right? Yeah. All they're interested in is the interest rate or the little percentage that they get per transaction, right? And if you right. ask the average consumer, and we talk about this all the time, they're not interested at all in replacing cash or their payment system. Oh. It requires a behavioral change that I'm not willing to do at this point. And then he said, if you take a, a step back, which I think that this is what millennial media has been doing lately, is that you take a step back and you realize what the real pain is, what the real challenge is. And it's not so much the payment process, because we got that nailed right now. Yeah. It's the stupid line, right? Yes. So the real pain in a Starbucks isn't that I can that I have to pay, sometimes it yeah. is with the prices. But yeah. the big thing is the is the line. And if you and I think that that's what millennial media is realizing. If you take a step back and you, you look at survey the land, you'll you'll know exactly where you want to fit and you'll be able to bring the pieces in that solve the problem before you have to go and fight that payments battle. And and you get kind of everybody huddles around like kids at a soccer field around a, you know, one idea and it's the guys like millennial, it's the guys like uh, a rivalist that think a little bit over yeah. here that change the game. And that's For what sure. I love about it. So smart. Smart. Yeah, awesome stuff. All right. Our, uh, All right. Yeah. Oh. Not so awesome stuff. <laughs> yeah, not so awesome stuff. Our fifth story. Uh, so this is a, a, a company called Joingo Places mm -hmm. or, or uh, a service called Joingo Places. And they, they call this, it's a location-based service. And uh, I, I just have to read the title of the press release and uh, you will know exactly where this story is about to go. Um, and it's a, probably a good thing that we're under a time constraint or else we would be able to rail on this all day. The press release title is One Giant Leap for Location-Based Services. <sighs> yeah. So yeah. these guys release a uh, in-venue marketing uh, uh, platform that does geofencing and allows you to get this target 
consumers when they arrive in a store or a location or leave one? It, it, it's 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 a freaking revolutionary. It's, it's a revolution. It's unheard of, man. So I'm going to um, transport myself back to 2007, and that will blow my mind. But unfortunately, we're in 2013, and 700,000 other companies are doing this right now, and have been doing yeah, it for I mean, years. Like even just within our own ecosystem, PLDMA. I mean, we got Point Inside, and you know, I Inside, and Indoors, and Austria, and you know, Indoor Atlas, and all these guys doing indoor location, all doing. You know, th this is not a new business all of a sudden. Like, this is something, you know, that's been going on for, you know, three, four years in many respects. Uh, there's different ways to do it. Um, well, you know, a couple things that really blow me away with this, not not, not just even the marketing hyperbole, uh, you know, which is just crazy. It's great. But One giant, giant leap. giant leap. But, you know, they talk about, um, you know, they're, they're partnering with major, major wireless, wireless network, network technology providers to make this happen. So they don't even have their own, like, stuff that they're putting in these environments, right? They're partnering with others, relying on third party yet again. Uh, we talked about that enough today uh, to make this work. And they create, you know, so you create geofences and, you know, the usual stuff. Like, you know, we've seen this story before. Well, I'm we trying to figure out what's interesting and what's unique about this. And I can't find anything in here other than there was one line in the press release, which I will call out just yes. to give them a little, like, ounce of credit. They said that um, you know you can you can target you know real time customers from within a specific venue about events or offers, or even create virtual billboards in high traffic areas that prompt a specific customer action. Yeah. Now that is you know cool. That is interesting. Uh, so maybe we can focus the business on that, and not trying to compete with the fifty other indoor location companies. They're already working with Macy's and Best Buy and Sears and McDonald's and, and Starbucks and everybody else on the planet. Yes. Uh, you're, you're way too late to the game for that, boys. Far too late unless it's a niche play. And, uh, and yeah, at this point in life, um, you might as well just turn away from this, this line of business. Yeah. Just, just right now. And, and we talk, like, geofencing is cluttered. And you know what? That's the last thing on the planet that anybody wants is, is more clutter in this, in this space. And, yeah. and, uh, and here's a perfect example of the opposite of what I was talking about Cree doing, right? Is that, you know, this is not thinking about, an, uh, you know, filling an opportunity. This is about just following what the latest trend yeah. is and uh, join go places. We're disappointed, mm -hmm. disappointed. Yeah. Now, if there's some kind of secret sauce here and, and I'm going to call it, uh, what's his name here? Yeah. Giacomo Lamy, who's the director of product management quoted in this press release. Uh, you know, if there's something in here that Rob and I are missing and there's some patented technology that you didn't mention in the press release, or it's really about you know that handoff from outdoor geofence to indoor geofence, which I'm trying to like I'm trying to see that in here. It's sort of said, but it's not. I'm not. Then please correct us and let us know. Uh, you know, we're, we're we're happy to take criticism as much as the next guy. So uh, come on the show, defend yourself, let us know. But, but from what I can tell here, this is just another me too, and you're way too late to the game. And it would take courage to actually come out here and the courage to, uh, you know, but I think that for their defense, the courage to put out a title of a press release that says yeah. one giant leap for location-based services, and then to follow it up with Joingo Places uses in-venue marketing to make to take mobile engagement into the future. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you gotta have courage. So awesome, man, awesome. So, you know, what, what, I don't know, I don't know where these guys are based. I think it, like, it says San Jose and Las Vegas. So yes. whoever's in San Jose, uh, one suggestion to you guys, just, you know, from, from me to you, and this is just, you know, positive uh, feedback. There's a conference October the 8th in San Francisco called Place. Greg Sterling and his whole crew and, and 
Opus Research and all those guys are running an entire one-day conference just on indoor location, and all the major players in the industry will be there. Find yourself a ticket to that event and see what's actually going on in the industry. Yes. That, that's all i got to say. October the 8th in San Francisco. If you can't find it, contact me. I'll tell you where it is. And okay? it'll be just I'll like, be there, by the way. So I'm happy to meet you in person. And, you were, and, and then at that point, you will just hang your head down and realize. Yeah. It's time to niche, buddy. It's time yeah. to niche. All yeah. right. Well, that's right. So join go. We, we got a little rant out of there. It's fine. Sorry. One giant it's leap. One rant every week. Yeah, one, you know what? Oh, one giant know. leap for location-based services. I, I, you know, I, I admire. We're not getting paid enough to be all happy and chipper on no, the show. No, 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 no. And it's Friday night. I haven't had my Stella yeah. yet. Exactly. All right. Last story before we jump into the resource. Tell you what, Rob. When I'm in Ottawa next week, I'll have a Stella. I, we'll have a breakfast Stella. Breakfast Stella. Yeah. I'm done. Sounds okay. good. Yeah. All right, and it's probably going to be my like minus ten by the time you get here next week. So it's fine. Yeah. It's better cold. I mean, it's really super. Really cold. super cold. Yeah. All right, our sixth story. This is, uh, you know, I rail about the Gap. Uh, you know, I don't shop at the Gap, but I sign up for the mailing list because they have these stupid sales every single day. It's like 25% off, 30% off. I'm pretty sure that if I combine them all, all the emails that I get from the Gap company, I would actually, uh, they'd be paying me to wear their clothes um, between the Old Navy, the Gap, and uh, Banana Republic. And they have terrible segmentation and targeting in their emails. I'm getting like dress emails, even though I've specified based on their direction that I'm a male and I'm not interested in dresses. I still get the summer dress and the collages and everything like that. So I have very little faith in Gap marketing altogether, very mm. little faith in the retail industry. And they've done such a total disservice to themselves by just discounting the crap out of everything at all time. Anybody who pays, here's it, anybody who pays full price at a Gap, an Old Navy, or a Banana Republic is a stooge because they give it away. But here they are talking about, this is their, what, you know, their their fall in blue or blue and fall campaign on three back screens. To blue, yeah. Back to blue. And, uh, like, they're so noisy, the Gap. It's it's borderline spam. And uh, so I, I'm, I'm so skeptical of their ability to market to begin with. So defend or talk about what they're doing here with all, you know, they're targeting so all three screens. Yeah. So for me, this is this is a good thing. This this oh, is good. a good. Uh, you know because as you know, man, we, as you know, we talk about all day about the need to look at you know integrated media and yes. not just you know focusing on only mobile or only this or only that. So you know the fact that they're combining mobile with television with Twitter and and, and doing that all in an integrated view around this campaign. Number one, that's a plus. Yep. Okay. Um, no argument so know, far. Yeah, so, 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 you know, the, the fun piece of this is, uh, that we were talking about before, uh, before the show today is, is this campaign is focused on, um, you know, the music, uh, is what this is all about, uh, in terms of how they're attracting the audience, uh, you know, to this content. And they've basically gone out and they've gotten, uh, George Harrison's son, uh, and Billy Joel's daughter, uh, to Alexa perform, yep. Yep. To, to perform their parents' music, um, you know, on, on these, on these commercials. Which is cool. That's bringing you know old music back to life again. You know, with the youth delivering it. So I like that. That's cool. Um, you know, nothing from Springsteen's kid, but you know, nothing, <laughs> nothing I could do about that. I had no influence on this, Rob. So, anyways. So what I don't like about this is it's phenomenal that they're tying the media together and they're they're bringing you know you know these three these three screens together. But they're not tracking, or at least it's not apparent to me from this, that they're actually tracking the location elements of, of where people are engaging with these things, with these different forms of media, and then you know, using that to then drive them into the closest stores you know, near them in, in, in a response to this. So you know, they're doing promoted tweets, and they're running you know, uh, two spots or launching first on Twitter and all that kind of stuff. But 
you know, that's great. So if somebody sees the thing on Twitter and clicks on it and watches that content, is that the end of the experience? Or, you know, where, where's the integration with Millennial Media or Place IQ stuff to say, okay, we saw that and now they actually went to the store, yeah. right? That's the part that I, you know, I wish was part of this because it, it, when we see that, that's when we can tie it into, you know, the mobile piece that actually resulted in traffic to the store or the TV piece resulted in traffic to the store, you know, because, you know, even these mass medias can be very one-to-one location-based if we use the tools that are available to us, and that's not apparently happening here. No, and you know, uh, it, it, it's uh, it just shows you the mentality, I think, of of um, of the marketing officer. Uh, so this is uh, here's a quote from Seth Farbman, who's the Gap's global CMO, and this is this kind of really explains how how Gap thinks of these mediums as silos, mm. right? Yes. Not integrated. He says, uh, and this might be a long one, he says, the way people get their information and entertainment has materially and permanently changed. Yes. Right? We all agree with that. Yes. But here, that. here's where it derails. It says, it's everywhere every minute of the day. While TV still reaches many people at the same time, it's the power of social conversations that turn amazing video content from a commercial into an event. Yes. By leveraging a platform like Twitter, we're able to broaden and deepen the emotional power of Back to Blue long after the spots have stopped airing on the networks. This is where it gets into the whole broadcast mentality. So what he says as well in this article is that it's about broadcasting to places that they're not, the ads are not playing, right? So there's no reinforcement. All he's trying to do is force the content down. Yeah, so he, he's just trying to widen the reach here and hit more people with the message and, and, and expose more people to this content, uh, you, you know, as, as they can, uh, without any regard for, you know, what is, you know, what is the response? Where are these people coming from? How do we drive them in the store? You know, where's the conversion uh, to sale? And that's, that's my concern with this. I love that they're going cross-media. I love that they're, they're, they're thinking about, you know, how do we deliver the same message consistently across, you know, Absolutely. the three channels. Yeah. That's awesome. Right, uh, and the campaign's awesome, and bringing you know old music to life from our generation uh, into today's generation is awesome. But come on, guys, like where 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 is the you know the targeted response and analytics piece that we just talked about with Millennial and Place IQ? But it, you know what? It, it's so it, it's so prevalent across all of the way that the, that the Gap markets, and that was my rant at the beginning about yeah. their email campaign. Is that you know what I open and what I don't open. You can get me in the store if you just spend a little bit of time segmenting yep. me properly and then monitoring what I'm doing with the emails and what I what I don't open versus what I open. And the idea that, that uh, three screens means not three separate screens. It means to reinforce it across three mm-hmm. screens. It doesn't mean, oh, great, Twitter in the UK because we're not going to run the ads there. No, it means yes. run the ads, run Twitter, run the campaigns in the spots that you're going to do it. Yeah. And don't be lazy. And that's what this means. And to that's me. why I like stuff like, you know, like, okay, you saw the thing on TV. Now, like, let's Shazam that, right? Yeah. And let's, let's create a call to action on mobile that moves it from TV to the mobile device that moves you from your living room to the store. You know, all that kind of stuff, right? You know, that's the part here that I think is is, is missing is, is just the, the trackability of you know can we actually get people in the store and and are we seeing results from this? But and you know what you else know, is it's just about brand? It's about brand. Yeah, and you know what the biggest piece also that they could be doing is that why aren't they selling the music of the kids for a, a cause or charity or or Gap Red or whatever that is, yeah. right? So so if they tied all that into a social cause, all of a sudden this is a massive, massive, massive yeah, thing. It's huge. Yeah. Don't worry, Glee will be doing it shortly. Yeah, exactly. All right, last piece of business. Those are the six stories. Obviously, we covered a lot. Uh, We covered a lot. We had our guest. We had our app of the week. We had uh, Chuck Martin in the Mobile Minute. 
And now this resource, you know, I, I tend to believe that uh, location goes beyond the consumer and the business and into public safety. And I think that this is exactly what this is about. Yeah. Yeah. I came across this article this week and uh, I couldn't resist to kind of throw it out there as just a great read on, you know, what, you know, something completely different than, you know, marketing applications around location, you know, public safety uh, is huge. Right. And we're seeing, you know, some of the carriers have family tracking services so you can know where your kids are or where your wife is or, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, public safety or E911 and emergency response and, and helping, you know, the, you know, the responders get to where you are when, you know, when, when you need them like urgently, you know, these kinds of things are really, really important and they're fantastic use cases around this. Um, and so just a good read that kind of summarizes for, for, for me, you know, what the opportunity is here and, and some of the services that are out there and, and, and the approach to, you know, what, what's available in the market today. Yeah, and, and you know, this is this is very important. Uh, you know, I think that the missing key here is is just consistency and reliance, right? Uh, yeah. You, you know, um, cellular service is is intermittent, and and uh, the technology around location isn't as precise as it needs to be, but it's emerging. And I think that this is something that's so important, uh, especially for public safety. And we had a a scary incident at my kid's school just yesterday, where a uh, a man walked into the office into the school, and uh, and I'm in Ottawa. Right. And Ottawa right. is a safe city. I mean, we have six murders a year and they're accidental. Right. They're apologetical. Uh, they, everybody apologizes. But we have six murders a year in Ottawa. And and my kids school has 400 students. It's a tiny little school. Some guy walked in there with a replica gun. It was a pellet gun and walked into the office, pulled out the gun, pulled the alarm, scared the crap out of every student and every teacher in, in it and basically put the school under lockdown, um, canceled the day, canceled the night. And then, you know, parents are freaked out. And, yeah. and you know, all this kind of stuff, the response rate is great, but um, you got 400 kids running out of the building at that moment. Yeah, and, and just freaking out. Oh. Right. And, and thank goodness, I mean, like, like it, it, it's it's sad to me, like in in this day and age, and, and my kid's school is the same. Uh, you know, it's about the same size. There's like 500 kids, I think. There, small school. Um, you know, five six hundred kids. But it, it's, you know, it's sad that you know when we grew up, we didn't have to worry about this stuff, right? Yeah. Like we just, you know, we roamed the streets. Our parents knew, you know, like you know, you could trust people in the neighborhood. Like it was fine, right? Yeah. But now, like, you know, you go to these schools and, like, they've got, like, training for these kids on what to do in they these do. situations because it, it's just happening all the time. It's ridiculous, like, that they have to be prepared for this stuff, you know, that, you know, we never even have to give a second thought to. Like, it, 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 it's worrisome to me. But, it, it, you know, here comes location-based services, you know, trying to get in there and, and be of value you know, to us in, in helping identify. I mean, if there was some stampede going on at the school right now and, and kids were like lost all over the place, I mean, wouldn't it be great to know where your kid was? Wouldn't it be great to have a stick and find <laughs> right on, your, on your kid's backpack? I'm going to sew one in there right there. Yeah, I'm going to put I'm going to put one on my kid's backpacks right now. I mean, how much is it? 49 49 for two? two? Yeah. Oh, I'm done. It's done. Yeah. And, and I'll know exactly where my kids are. Well, you know, what? And, and here's a perfect example of what happens is that while this was going on with the school, Rogers, who's my who's my provider, not only for my cellular service and my data, but also my home phone and my cable and my home internet and everything like that, it was down at the exact moment. So there is that is the first number that the school calls when they have this robocall system that when something like yeah. this happens, they have this process and it couldn't get through. So what Great. what does a parent do? So this is where like there's there's got to be something some kind of service like this that that enables this so that the parent knows. It took me an hour and fifteen minutes to find out that this was going down, and that's the most frightening thing out of them all is that you've got kids that are scared and you're not there with them. So th this is this is a real great application of it. Unfortunately, there's probably no money in it. Um, 
right at the front end. But yeah. the, the civil service that it does and the peace of mind that it does, we gotta, we certainly gotta find a way to to, to turn these into businesses so that that yeah. we can do this. You know, and, and the nice thing about this kind of stuff is it works indoor and outdoor. Like yeah. uh, the guys from indoors, like I N D O O dot R S yeah. uh, out of Austria. Uh, I was with those guys uh, at our German event a few weeks ago, and they were telling me one of their one of their big uh, successes has been doing public safety in yeah. build, indoor in, in, inside of buildings. Because you know when you're in some tower somewhere, you know it's hard to know what floor are they on, where are they exactly? Like how do we get people there, you know, fast? Um, you know, and if you can do those kinds of things w without you know having to go through the cellular networks or, or whatever, um, you know, I think you can add a lot of value. So, anyways, great Very article, cool. great story, yeah. Obviously, obviously a, a controversial event, you know, like all of these, it's unfortunate, as you said, that we have to rely on these kind of things. And but location seems to me like the logical space to be. So we'll, we'll hit this up. This will be under uh, on the LBMA. Yeah, we'll have it under the uh, the research or resource section there. Okay. And of course, you can go to untether.tv. This is episode number 149. And you'll see a direct link to that to that article. It's I saw it on uh, mobilitytechzone.com. So yes. yeah, it's great. Great resource. Great show, man. Awesome. Cruising through it. Yeah, I stayed awake for the whole thing. Nice. Yes, with your travel schedule, I don't know how you do it, man. I just, yeah. uh, you know, I, I don't get it. I'm going to be in Cincinnati uh, talking at an, an event this week, uh, Monday, uh, on uh, being an entrepreneur, what it's like to be an entrepreneur, uh, which just means you just don't sleep and, you you know, uh, which is yeah. pretty much it. But uh, it's awesome. I get to spend some time with Andrew Warner, who is from Mixergy.com, who's the inspiration for Untether.tv. Without Andrew, there would be no Untether and there would be no This Week in Location-Based Marketing. So he is the epicenter for this, and I'm excited about that. Awesome. And I'm, I'm going to be speaking at Andrew. Android TO on the 17th of October right. in Toronto. Yes. So if you can make it out for that, it would be great. I, I will try and be there. And uh, and I will see you uh, in Ottawa next week as well before I head off to New York. So uh, we're looking forward to catch up in person. So, yeah. But we will be back at the end of next week with episode number 150. That's 150, as they say in the French land. 150. 150. Yeah. We will bring you episode number 150, which is six episodes short of our third anniversary episode, which is crazy. Awesome, we'll be back. Thanks for sticking around. We'll see you next week for the next episode of This Week in Location-Based Marketing. Safe, safe, soft travels this week. Cheers. Thank you. See ya. Bye.